All right, everybody, welcome back to the Better on Paper podcast. This is the Tuesday after championship weekend. And uh, we had another great weekend of football, but we have more news. Um, Cam is stuck in the UK. He's got the Rona out in the UK. He tested positive for COVID. So uh, we don't know when he's going to be able to come back, but uh, at some point he will. Uh, But until then, uh, we know that we've gotten such great audience feedback and reaction from our good friend, Tyler, the gambler. So we have him uh, back in uh in our little studio here uh ready to go so tyler welcome back bud love me or hate me y'all got me back baby (laughs) um yeah i mean we've been saying uh you said it last week and it's true if you've been following his advice gambling obviously but responsibly you probably a lot of money won a lot of money the last couple weekends so i figured we'll keep the trend rolling and we'll go over uh picks and everything we did last week because it was a absolutely insane conference championship weekend uh once again lived up to the hype um we'll start with the less heartbreaking loss for me um and the more heartbreaking loss for cam uh in cincinnati kansas city uh afc championship game Joe Burrow might be one of the coolest quarterbacks to have ever lived. The man is the swaggiest dude I've ever met just from my continuation of college into the pros. I mean, that that pregame swag that he rolled up in with the Joe Bow, the J-Bo like necklace was hard. And I love the comment at the end. He's like, I ain't showing up with fake diamonds. I make too much money. Like that shit <laughs> and the shades, dude, he, I, like everyone wants to be Joe Burrow at this point. Like I, I can't, this dude, LSU changed him. He definitely wasn't like that. Ohio state, you know that damn well, LSU, oh, the South. Wow. Oh my Lord. He's smooth as shit. Oh, it's so cool to watch him. I mean, and he's the guy that like, if anybody else act like that, I'd probably hate him. And it's the same thing with, like, Kittle, where, like, just doing all these things, like, I probably wouldn't like this guy, but I just like him, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, anybody else act like that, I'd probably be like, what a goon. Like, I don't know that he's just being a show-off, whatever. But for whatever reason, he just is – he has that likability factor. I don't get it. Um, uh, like, I don't, he's so smooth. He's so, he's it's so, like Gronk yeah. is such a pure, happy person. You can't yeah. hate Gronk. In the same way, you can't hate Joe Burrow because he's so smooth. Dude, like, there's so many yeah. hateable, hateable personalities, but he's just, yeah. you can't fault the man. It's, it, it's, uh, it's, it's natural. It's genuine. It's, it's natural. So genuine. You know yeah. he's invited to all the barbecues. Like the yeah. man, <laughs> the man is an icon. Oh, I just imagine him walking down the French Quarter in New Orleans. And I just think like, this guy probably just that would have been his happy place. Just smoking a and stove. He's the new Broadway Joe. <laughs> Sorry, Joe Flacco. Joe Burrow's the new Broadway Joe. Oh, <laughs> Hopefully yeah, he's going to be a little more successful throughout his NFL career than Broadway right. Joe. <laughs> we, we, we did nominate or did we did dub uh, Joe Flacco, the, the new Broadway Joe earlier this year. But I, I do yeah. agree. We're going to have to revoke that title and give it to Joe Burrow. Um, and he, uh, we'll get into the game, I guess, but the chiefs look like they're going to just steamroll. I was texting people like, all right, well, whoever plays the chiefs is going to get steamrolled in the super bowl. It doesn't matter who wins anyway. And then all of a sudden Bengals just start inching their way back and 21, 10 hits. And you're like, oh, okay, well, it's not really that good of a game, but you know, maybe it'll make it somewhat competitive. And then the Chiefs get the ball and go for it on that fourth down and the goal line, right? As time expires at the end of half and miss it. And we kind of talked about this earlier. I think that changed the game. Uh, kind of a wild turn of events then for that second half. Oh, um, huge momentum changer. Huge. I mean, the game, like you said, was a was a blow away to start off. Like, you knew they scored a field goal. Okay, they scored, get some points going. And then three straight drives from the Kansas City Chiefs of touchdowns. I mean, that catch... By Tyreek Hill, that I think it was the first touchdown from Pat Mahomes was clean. That was such mm-hmm. a, a impressive catch and throw, and uh, yeah. So after a while, you're like, okay, the Bengals. I think like went three and out. They got the ball back, touchdown again. And it's just like, mm-hmm. all right, fourteen three. Okay, the Bengals need to score here. Nothing again. Chiefs get the ball back, score a touchdown. You're like, damn, this is this is kind of running away. And it was it was kind of getting boring. I was I was out here at my apartment complex. My uh, my buddy Jake. He's a huge diehard Bengals fan of this year. Um, <laughs> he's his family's from his family's from Cincinnati. He doesn't know jack shit about football. He's a very sweet NASA boy. Uh, loves space, but I mean, he he didn't even know there's a Kentucky Wildcat basketball team. So 
I mean, which is pathetic considering that's the sport team of the, <laughs> of the state. So it was, it was really cool to see him like be all excited. And like, it was like you said, that, that end of the first half, five seconds left, little pass out to Tyreek Hill to the left, get stuffed end of the half, huge, huge momentum change. I mean, they're up 24, three, if they get that, I mean, they, if they kick the field goal, they're up 24, three, if they get a touchdown, obviously they're up 28 to three. But, I mean, then they come out, start the second half, and stuff them. I think it was a three and out for the most. So. Uh, yeah, they had three and out, start the second half, and uh, get the ball back and score that touchdown. You're like, okay, this is a game. Like, it's they're only down by 11. Like, it's only two possessions a uh, game. So, yeah, and then they – and then, like like you said, they just kept climbing back. Their defense played great. I mean, if, they, if their defense shows out in the Super Bowl like it did that second half, it's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, I mean, uh, the way the defense adjusted the second half was something that uh, I don't know who the defensive coordinator is, but whoever he is deserves a raise because that was insane. Uh, The way they made that complete flip from just getting steamrolled for a whole half to then completely shutting down one of the greatest offenses we've seen in the second half. And really all they did was just say, okay, we're going to rush three and hope we get home. And they did. And that was the most amazing part was they pretty much just said, that they're going to rely on Hendrickson and Hubbard to get home. And I think they had th- four, either three or four sacks in the second half when they had none in the first yeah. half. Um, it just kept getting to Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes made a couple risky throws. He even said it was on him. He kept trying to go for the deep ball instead yep. of just prolonging the drive. And it, it was something where he, the, it was the perfect storm of the chiefs not making that adjustment and the Bengals making the right adjustment. And then just them being gritty. I mean, that, that, that's what it came down to. You had uh, Jabbar Chase, who's an absolute stud. T. Higgins, I said last week a line that I was like, didn't really even mean to say, but sometimes he could look like the best wide receiver in football, but he made some big boy catches this oh, week, too. Oh, yeah. And I was he telling like my stud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. I was telling my buddy during the, like, before the game started, like, if they're going to win this game, T. T. Higgins has to go off. Like, he had to be the game changer. Because honestly, in that first half, Jamar Chase didn't really do much. They yeah. were shutting him down pretty damn well and i mean he he played obviously had some bigger catches had the touchdown catch in the um in the second half but t higgins was the game changer in that game i mean joe mixon had a great game too he was making big plays after the catch um and after and running the ball so i mean the kansas city chiefs i mean they it was kind of a, a common theme uh, they were very up and down all season long. You know, they started off really, really, not, I wouldn't say slow, but their defense was just getting torched. And the first, I think it was like seven games. Mm-hmm. And then the last eight games or so, they uh, they became one of the best defenses in the league. And then like the last, I think, four games, including the playoffs, um, like their defense just started getting torched again. So you didn't know what team was going to come out, what defensive end, like defense side of that Chiefs team was going to come out and the first half looked great but then that second half they just got they completely broke down I mean they there's a great job by Zach Taylor and, and the rest of that um, Bengals offense and Bengals team in general to make the adjustments and uh, you know Pat I think they I still think they rely a little too much on Pat making plays constantly and obviously I know they have Tyreek and Kelsey look phenomenal that entire I mean he he was open constantly I was so I I the dude's never covered somehow. Like, I don't know if it's just yeah. his ability to route run, but yeah, I mean. Kelsey amazes me because I've said this to Cam multiple times and he just laughs at me like, Oh, you're just a hater. It's like, I'm not hating on him, but like you watch Travis Kelsey run routes and it's not like he's Devonte Adams with this quick footwork and making this unbelievable move to get out of his break. It, most of the time it's just, he runs and no one covers him. And I don't know if that's just him, being smart enough to find the open zone and he's just sitting down in the right spot or if it's just blown coverages all the time. But at some point you would think you would want to cover the guy. I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, I, I got to imagine it's, it's just him finding the right zone and knowing the scheme, uh, both offensively and defensively well enough to find the open guy. Um, you're hundred percent right. That, that's exactly how I watched Travis Kelsey too. And I just go, how is he open again? He didn't even do anything. Yeah, he almost had like what eighty something yards in the first half. I was like, "Are you guys just not gonna like cover him at all?" I mean, because you're right. I guess they're playing zone because he was just finding every opening in there. It wasn't like they're playing man, honestly. And I don't, I don't know if that's a scheme to like maybe keep up with Tyreek while also like, all right, we won't let Tyreek beat us deep, but we'll let Kelsey like catch the ball for ten yards and then run it for fifteen because he's a great runner with the ball too. Yep, he's pretty. I mean, he's fast. So, I mean, it was yeah. it was a good game. It was a great game in the sense of like a comeback. The Bengals are just like you. 
you can't hate the bank. Like you went into this game knowing like we, I, I didn't want the chiefs to win, but I didn't, I also don't hate the chiefs. I just didn't want to see Jackson Mahomes like flap his ass all over the, you know, LA <laughs> at the super bowl. And yeah, so I, it was great to see him win. I mean, Pat Mahomes was real humble about it after the game. Um, he's, I mean, he, he'll, the pace he's going, he'll go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL to like lace it up. If he keeps at the same pace, no yeah. doubt. I, I still think he needs, you know, to have Andy Reid be the coach. And, you know, if he, if Tyreek and Travis Kelsey can stay healthy, if they add another receiver, they're going to be even more filthy, but, um, it was a great season for them. I'm not, I can't knock them really. Yeah. They, 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 they battled all season long to get where they were. Um, but it was, it was awesome to see them get trolled, after you know, oh, Pat Mahomes could do it all in 13 seconds, yeah. and then 13, 13 seconds in overtime is when he threw <laughs> that pick. And yeah. I was like, "Fuck yes!" <laughs> oh my goodness, I, mean, I was so happy. The, the most impressive part of the game to me, though, like, like to just give as much credit as possible to Bengals because they're just a fun team, was Joe Burrow having two runs that completely kept that last driver alive yeah. uh, for them to get that field goal. Um, Great point. His uh, Frank Clark, I think it was, had him completely wrapped up, uh, ready to down him. Or it was Chris Jones, I think, actually. Basically had him wrapped up. It was almost like the Eli oh, Manning yeah, Super Bowl play sacked, from, yeah. from, you know, from back of the helmet catch. That's what it looked like. And then he just shedded him and then kept running, almost got tripped up again, and then yeah. kept going and then got the first down. And then you're like, oh, well, maybe this, maybe this drive does have some life. And then he did it again <laughs> two plays later. And it went, oh, like Joe Burrow is going to go win this game. And at that point, I went, oh, the, like, the Bengals are for real here. Um, and then Evan McPherson just has the most swag. I don't know if he has, he might have more swag than Joe Burrow. But I, I can't decide. Yeah. From Florida, he is so insane as a rookie to go in. And he might, if he gets three field goals, I think he'll set the postseason record. Uh, for field goals, and that's absolutely insane <laughs> as a rookie. To oh, come I mean, in they, do that. they've completely relied on him in this postseason. They wouldn't be here without all those field goals against the Titans. And then, I mean, he he's done a phenomenal job. And the comp, like, it wasn't like he was a he, he was a good kicker during the season, too. But like this postseason, he's just gone off. And it's I think it's just the culture they have in in, in that, you know, in the locker room of like, we can do this swaggy swaggy like we're those guys and uh yeah i can't decide i dude i'm definitely buying either a burrow jersey or mcpherson jersey it's like one of the two because <laughs> i mean if rogers is probably leaving the packers and i will packers will always be my number one team but like i need a dude to like root for and it's either i either want to go for herbert or, or i want to go for burrow so but shit yeah. if, if mcpherson keeps coming in with that dong and just knocking them down right down the middle with like 54 yards, I, I got to go with McPherson. Like, well, I mean, th that's what I said. I mean, we, we were talking about games last week, um, you know, against the spread. We both had the Bengals plus seven, uh, easy. plus seven and a half. I told um, you that was I definitely thought bet. the Chiefs were going to win straight up if I had to take money line. Um, and then I just said, but it would be really cool if Evan McPherson could win it with a game winning kick. And he had two, I mean, one to go up and then the Chiefs tied it up. But then yeah. he had a second then to obviously win the game in overtime. Um, one thing we didn't really talk about, we talked about the defense, but I, the at the end of the game there, getting two sacks on Pat Mahomes on was second huge. and third down was so yeah. big. Um, that, that almost felt like it was uh, that was where the game switched, and I went, oh, like, even in overtime, this may not go that way. I just can't believe the Chiefs won another fucking coin toss. Like it, It's really unbelievable. I don't understand how they've won back-to-back -back overtime so coin tosses. I was mad. That's oh. a loaded coin. It's. I was so mad because. Sorry, go ahead, Thomas. No, I just said that's a loaded coin. It's. Uh, it's got to be illegal. Check uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they. I mean, it, it was wild that like he, <laughs> that uh, they Brandon Allen, the backup QB for the Bengals, who went out there with the coin toss. He called heads because Josh Allen had called tails, and it was heads last week. So he was like, "I'm gonna go heads again," and then it ended up being tails. So then Josh Allen tweets out pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Josh Allen felt that one. Yeah, yeah. dude. I, coin, I yeah, coin gate, coin gate. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. no, I, I, you know, it was, I, when, once the coin toss happened, it was like, I, I was conflicted because I still also wanted the Bengals to win, but I was like, if the Chiefs like get the ball and they drive down, get a touchdown, like, and it happens again, two weeks in a row, like they can't, like there's going to be more of a push to like get rid of, of this 
overtime rules. Yep. But if if they somehow stop them or you know get a turnover or you know stop them to a field goal and just go down and score a touchdown, like then what what can you say? Like the defense of the job, like everyone was saying, uh, the Bills defense should have done last week. Yep. And it happened. You know they got the interception. They drove down the field. A little chip shot for McPherson. Game over. So. I mean, they're not. They're not with that. They're not. I don't think they're going to change anything about the over, overtime rules. I mean, yeah, how how I could you? So. I I I think I don't think they will just because the it's losing steam. Um, yeah. they, they really the only way they're going to change it is if it happens in the Super Bowl. I think or something crazy like that happens. It ends up being that dude. If that happened in the Super Bowl, oh it would my be, goodness! Well, it would, that they, they need it to be that big, right? Because especially because the Chiefs ended up losing to the Bengals. When yeah. it was all said and done, regardless of the overtime, now it's like, okay, that team didn't even win the Super Bowl. It didn't matter, you know, it, so it, it almost didn't affect the outcome of the whole season, right? So, like, it, it's it, – I I just – the NFL isn't going to do it because it's the NFL and they hate making their product fun sometimes. Um, yeah, and so, <laughs> yeah, they, they hate fun. The No Fun League. But, um, yeah, I mean, amazing game. Um, that's definitely one of those classics that you look at that and go – uh, like that's one you're going to remember. Um, and stop me if you've heard this before, because, uh, I feel, I feel like I've said that about every game the last three weeks. Um, practically it's just well, the, the, insane. the last six postseason games have all been decided by one possession. Yep. Yep. And then until the second game, which we can get into my heartbreak here, but until this game, every game from the divisional game and conference championship game was decided on the very last play. Um, so you can't really ask for much more, um, no matter what the point, the, the differential was point differential, at any point in the game, it yep. came down to the last play for everyone. That was pretty, just pretty remarkable. All right. I went a little long last week, so I'm going to keep it short. Uh, I mean, won't be hard. Uh, well, listeners, I am still in the UK. Uh, wasn't allowed to come back to our country as I have COVID. Um, so that is a quite literally against the law to come home under these circumstances. So I am still here and I uh, watched my Chiefs lose to the Bengals last night. It was the first game I was able to watch live. So that was exciting. Um, you know, positive vibes. I mean, I said it last week. If we were going to lose, at least it's to Joe Burrow. He's so fucking cool. It does suck, though. Blowing a lead. Um, especially one like that. But hey, I'm a Chiefs fan. It's not the first time I've been here. Um, I'm just going to keep it super short about that game. I had to go to bed, so I missed the Niners and Rams game. So I'm sure Kev can keep you guys all informed about that and his feelings. Um, but yeah, I guess we've got a Bengals and Rams Super Bowl, <laughs> which is, uh, I promise you, the the Better on Paper podcast uh, did not want. I think we were both really hoping for it to be Chiefs Niners, as that would have been really fun. But, you know, if we stay sad about this for too long, then... We're not better than Patriots fans, and I promise you, we are better than those Patriots fans. Ugh. I don't got much to say, guys. The team collapsed. Mahomes choked. Chris Jones had some sacks that he missed. Tyreek disappeared in the second quarter or second half. It just, uh, Andy Reid, we should have been running the ball more. We were averaging at, like, what, six yards a carry or something like that, so... Jarek McKinnon was looking like the best player on the team out there. Um, yeah, it was a, not a good day for Kansas City. Great day for the Bengals. I'm going to try and say some nice things about the Bengals other than they're cool. So, I mean, they went out there. They were themselves. They went out and made plays. I mean, T. Higgins had a horrific drop and then made up for it for the rest of the game. Jamar Chase, freaking playmaker. Joe Burrow, he's got some legs on him. We all discredited it. So, but he was out there making plays with his legs after we were missing tackles and all sorts of atrocious stuff. Um, making the Super Bowls hard, everyone. So, I said I would only be upset. 
if we lost to the Steelers and we beat the Steelers and we had a hell of a game against the Bills that was memorable forever and ever. So you got to cling to that stuff. And whatever that Kansas City Sports News Network or whatever the hell that said, no one expected us to be here. So let's just be appreciative of that. That makes sense if you think an idiot wrote it because uh, we are projected to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year and we are projected to win all 20 of the games we played. So that was a really dumb tweet and the internet bullied them into deleting that. uh, And I'm glad to see that that tweet will not surface ever again. Um. I'm going to mourn my loss and uh, I will not. We'll see you guys, uh, you know, next week talking Super Bowl and all that Pro Bowl, you know, got to talk about the Pro Bowl. Our boy, Matthew Stafford, he will not be playing in the Pro Bowl this year. It's a shame. He'll be in the Super Bowl. TC3, you called it. So good. Good job on that, bud. Cameron out. Um, And then we can get into my heartbreak here. My Niners losing, uh, blowing a 10 point lead. Um, hey, Rams I, money, Rams money line, baby. That's all I gotta say. Um, yeah, I mean, I it's really hard that that one's gonna hurt for a long time. If, if I'm a Chiefs fan, like Cam, that's that loss is gonna hurt me for a really long time if I'm a Chiefs fan. And this Niners one's gonna hurt a lot too. Um, this is the third 10 plus point lead that Kyle Shanahan has blown in the playoffs as either a head coach or OC. And at some point he has to take a long look at himself and say, what am I doing differently in the fourth quarter that is causing me to blow these leads and hire independent consultants, whatever it is, figure it out because not giving Debo Samuel the ball the entire fourth quarter when that man had the basically was the entire offense for the entire second half of the year for the Niners and basically took them to an NFC championship game not giving him the ball once for an entire fourth quarter is completely inexcusable. Um, And we deserve to lose that game when it was all said and done. Uh, We had that game in the bag ready to win and just completely fell apart and blew it. It wasn't just Jimmy's fault, even though he didn't have his best game. It wasn't just Swaski Tar dropping a ball. It wasn't just Cal Shanahan having some poor play calls. It was poor penalties and miss and bad opportunities. So whether it was Jimmy Ward hitting Odell Beckham and just a dumb hit to the head, you know, all these little things that, culminated in the Rams winning by three points. Uh, it really culminated with that sack at the end and the Rams D line just completely curb stomping our O line in the last two drives. Yeah. I mean, Debo, Debo Samuel is, is a fucking warrior. Like you, you guys do not get here if it's not for him. He literally for almost all season, put the team on his back and just was like, guys hop on and we'll, I'll take you to the promised land. And, uh, I agree. Shanahan should have just fed him the ball. I mean, he was getting, I forget it was the first quarter or just the first half when he got popped. It was a clean hit, but end, he end got the second quarter. Yeah. Yeah. He, he got popped and I was like, shit, he may not come back. And the, but he got up and came back for the second half. And um, I mean, it, I, he was back for, two plays later, two yeah. plays later. The dude's yeah. a warrior. He's a warrior. I mean, and from an obviously a non-biased perspective from, from either team, it was a, it is the Niners obviously took advantage of the Rams miscues consistently through those first three quarters. And uh, it was obviously through that oh, towards the end of the third quarter, I guess not, or the fourth quarter. I forget when that, that interception that should have been interception was dropped. But um, I mean, the Rams just played sloppy. It was on honestly, it was both teams. Both teams just kind of played a sloppy game. It was a, I mean, was, I guess a good defensive game, but offensively it was a pretty poor, pretty poor game. Um, There's a touchdown Stafford should have had. Or not Stafford, the whoever the receiver was that he threw it was wide open. He just Skull missed it. Yeah, however you pronounce it. Um, Gay, Gay should have hit a field goal. <laughs> like the dude can, in a domed like stadium can't hit a what it was like a fifty-two yarder. It was like shaped it, like ten yards to the right. <laughs> yeah, it was he was short too. It wasn't even gonna make it like yeah. like, like oh, straight yeah. up. I was like, you're a grown ass man, and on an NFL team, you should at least be able to distance wise hit it from 60. You, I mean, it's okay if you miss it wide, like left or right from 60, but you don't be short as an NFL kicker from that distance when there's no weather affecting your kick. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they definitely had their miscues and McVay didn't have, I, I honestly with him, I honestly think that he just out like overcoaches himself at, at big moments. And yeah. I think he overthinks it. And like, he's like almost too smart for himself 
and like mm-hmm. uh, like almost like out coaches himself. But yeah, I, I know it's it a heartbreak for you, and they they came back and did what they needed to do. And I don't I don't I don't blame Jimmy for that last interception. I mean, it was already like third and fifteen, and he was about to get sacked for another you know nine yard loss. And so he's just like, and it hit, it hit, I think the running back in his hands or receiver, whoever it was yeah. and got tipped. I mean, it was a little high, but he got tipped up for the interception. So I don't blame him. Like what? At that point you go back, you get sacked. And it's like fourth and 27. Like the odds are completely stacked against you. So he's just trying to make a play to like keep it within some sort of distance for you guys to have a chance. So um, I know people are going to call for Jimmy G out and put Trey Lance in, but the dude just wins in the postseason. And honestly, if he could stay healthy and, I don't know if it's Shanahan or him or who is it, whoever it is, but they got to figure it out because they keep getting to like this point and they just can't get over the hump and, and win like win big games in crucial moments. So yeah. it was a good season for them all. I mean, I don't think any Niner fan going into the season thought you guys were going to make it to the NFC championship. Honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I had hopes and I thought this is what the team could do, but this team, when we played after the first five weeks, I thought there was no chance in hell. So getting to this point was awesome. Um, it just sucked. I just hate the Rams so much. It sucks that we had to play the Rams because if we would have lost to the Bucks, it would have been like, you know what? We lost to Brady. He's the GOAT, whatever. It sucks, but I'll deal with it. To lose to the Rams, it would be twice in the regular season. Our team completely takes over their stadium, and our fans are literally 75% of the people in their, in their stadium. It was just so – it would have been such an awesome way. And then we're up 10 points, all of these things – we just couldn't get the job done. Um, it is pretty heartbreaking. Uh, they had the final press conference today. They didn't officially say Jimmy's gone, but they pretty much said Jimmy's gone. And Jimmy's, he said like he wants to go somewhere where they want to win. And, you know, he loves Niners and loves everything they've done for him, loves the faithful, all that, and did the whole spiel that you have to give. Um, but they didn't say he was definitively gone. I, I think he will be. I think at this point you can't keep him. Um, this is the best his value is going to get. Um, yeah. I don't think the Niners go back to an NFC Championship game slash Super Bowl run with him at this point. Um, I, I just really, I, I with Jimmy at this point, I don't know if they would do it next year, and that's the only chance they would have, and then he would have no trade value the following year. I mean, you guys um, dealt with a lot of injuries early on, and and kind of like I mean, almost like a carousel at the running back position. I mean, Eliza Mitchell ended up being a great like. Totally. A great running back. He's a stud too. So like, and obviously Debo can play wherever the hell he wants to play. It'll just make a play mm-hmm. constantly. So it'll be interesting to see if if Kittle can stay healthy. If that if your defensive line can stay healthy, I think you guys have a chance in any game, honestly. But I'm I'm trying to think yeah. of a team that in the NFC because we don't know what where Rodgers is going now, and Brady's retired. So like, it's it, I, next the Rams going to be it's going to be the Cardinals again. It's going to be the Rams again. And then uh, you're, it's gonna, you're putting too much faith in uh, dipshit in in, in Arizona. <laughs> There's no, no fucking I mean, way I, that he I takes think they're going to do the same exact thing again. But I, I think it's going to be those kind of teams. It's going to be those younger teams that had good first half of the year. Had that good first half of the year that they're able to be able um, to compete because they have that talent around them. And I think the yeah. Cardinals do have enough talent around them to to compete. Oh, totally. I mean, I mean the if they're able to re-sign everybody, yeah. If, yeah, and, if and that's the thing yeah. is. The Niners are going to lose. So there's quite a few guys on the defensive side that were on one-year deals that may or may not come back. Like the guy who dropped a pick, Tart, he's on a one-year deal. He'll probably be gone after this year. Kwan Williams, our slot corner, who's really unheralded guy on our defense, he may or may not be able to come back just finances-wise. Debo's going to get paid. Nick Bosa's going to get paid. So you start getting to this kind of gray area of what's who's going to be able to get brought back and then what are you going to be able to add to the table right now if you get rid of jimmy g whether it be trade or cut <clears throat> otherwise it's 27 million dollars added to that cap this year and yeah. 27 million dollars could get you potentially a Devontae adams type receiver and really take and give trey lance another weapon especially if you're moving debo around all over the place, yeah. all over the field, and honestly, slots yeah. and running back and everything. Yeah, you, you, you can add points. a safety. You could add a, another yeah. linebacker to help back up Greenlaw and um, Fred Warner, who had very. Eh, I mean, they had good games and uh, up and down season. Let's put it that way, um, especially at the end of the, that one here. So, I don't know. I there's definitely potential. This Niners team is not done. They will make noise again next year. I think it's going to be all on Trey Lance, and I think. I think we'll get a second or third round pick for Jimmy 
from a team that's desperate and needs something. That's maybe it, I don't know. And I just think there's enough teams that need a quarterback right now that they're this is the right time. And with the draft being the way it is, it's a really down year for quarterbacks. I could see that someone giving up a second or a third for him. Um, and then it's all about does is Trey at least as good as Jimmy was. If he's at least as good as Jimmy was, that team can make it back. If not, you know, we're going to be for in for a rough time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm still trying to think of teams next season that will be able to keep compete now that you're done, like, stroking off your team. Um, I think the Cowboys <laughs> – I think the Cowboys actually make a deeper run. I think maybe yeah. – hopefully that, that defense – I really think they should get the fuck – like, get rid of Mike McCarthy. I That dude yeah. – I think such a bad coach. Like he literally was no, it was not an upgrade from Jason Garrett to him. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I will never understand that pick that like that hire. So until then, I mean, I really like Dak, you know, I, I appreciate as a, like an athlete coming out, talking about mental health and like awareness of everything, especially with his comeback and everything that happened with his brother. Like it's hard not to root for Dak, even though people hate like the Cowboys and, you know, America's team concepts, but He's like he's just such a good dude that it's kind of hard to root against him. Um, plus, I mean that Micah Parsons is a stud, so I never that they can keep everyone around. Like that'd be great. I think the Vikings, depending on how they go with their coaching hire, like if they can keep everybody and Dalvin Cook stays healthy, like that team is maybe add one or two pieces back on the defense. That team's going to be competing, especially if Roger leaves the pack, like leaves the Packers. Yep. I think they easily take the NFC North. Yep. So. It'll be uh, maybe not easily, but because I can, I think you know, if they fix the Bears up a little bit, they may have a chance. The Lions are not going to make any. I was, like, I was just going to say stride. the one team that you're missing here that is for sure the favorite to win the NFC is Dan Campbell. <laughs> I mean, Anything I, he does, I, Dan Campbell I, and the Lions. Yeah, easily. I'm a big Dan Campbell guy, but <laughs> I would, if you're a futures better, uh, throw 25 on Dan Campbell. Uh, see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. Those At the end of the day, it's a fun massive. bet. At that point, it's a fun bet, right? Because even even if it, he never cashes it, who doesn't want to root for that guy? That's just yeah. a fun time. Like at Depending, that point, you're just yeah. excited. Let's see. I, I, I mean, call me optimistic. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a winning season next year. I'm not sure <laughs> that season, you winning well, season. I, I think by like, one win. Yeah. By one win. <laughs> I think that's nine and eight. I don't know if I could win. Well, it depends. If Rogers that's, leaves, like that's optimistic. If Rogers though, leaves, that's what I'm saying. And depending on yeah, and the Vikings hire the Lions yeah. a winning season. Yeah, it depends on Rogers if he's there and if and if they and who because they their salary cap I think is like massive like massive so it's yeah they have a huge i think they have a lot of money to spend so i could see them with their draft capital they have getting a lot of young guys whether or not that works i don't know but yeah they started to show promise last year i think they have a lot exactly they have a lot of momentum going to this next season so i think that one's a little more for grabs i mean i depending on who's at quarterback in washington whatever their team name is going to be going to next season um I think I still think Dallas takes that division. Um, who knows what the Eagles are going to do if, if Jalen like can lead them back to the playoffs? Uh, your guys' division in, in the West. I mean, I, it's not going to be the Seahawks. Cause I think Russ is leaving or he gets traded. Like I don't, I don't think he's going back to Seattle. Uh, Cardinals. We'll I mean, if if. I can't even remember his name because I fucking hate him so much. Kings- Kingsbury? Kingsbury? Yeah, whatever the fuck Cliff it is. Kingsbury. <laughs> God, he's a fucking moron. He's got so much talent on his roster. And if J.J. Watt's healthy and the defense can stay healthy, I think they make a good push. The Rams, obviously, if they re-sign a bunch of guys, I don't know if that's possible, but obviously they're, like, they'll are like they be competitive again like they were this year. So yeah, um, we'll see. And then the the South, who the, who the f- hell knows what's going to happen in the NFC South? That's like it's the most open division of football for sure right now. Maybe uh, Rodgers goes to Tampa teams. Bay. I, that yeah, maybe. I hope to <laughs> God not. I hope he doesn't TC3 follow Tom take. Brady. But <laughs> that's been the TC three take. Yeah, man, it's crazy if you think about it. This is like an end of an era with Tom Brady retiring and potentially and Big Ben retiring and potentially Russ and Aaron Rodgers going to different teams. Like, well, Rodgers could retire too. I mean, he he hasn't yeah, no, totally. taken that I'm off the table. Like, I mean, can yeah. you imagine if Rodgers actually retired and called it a day? You would have Rodgers, Ben, Brady, and Gronk all going into the Hall of Fame. They're all going to be first ballots, yeah. so they're all going to oh, go yeah. in the same year. There, there's That's no way. The most yeah. insane Hall of Fame induction ceremony of all time. There's no way Gronk stay, like doesn't 
retire this season now that Brady's gone. Like, I, yeah. there's no fucking way he stays. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, before we get on to Kurt News, we're kind of doing that. I do want to give credit to the Rams. They did play a better game. They are going to the Super Bowl. They went all in. They put all of their chips in for this year. If it doesn't yeah. happen this year, I don't think it'll happen. Um, so, like, this is their time to make it. Uh, we're, we'll do a preview episode next week. We're not going to get into too much. All I know is I'm rooting for the Bengals 100%. I hate the Rams. I hate Sean <laughs> McVay and his stupid-ass challenges and everything about his stupid-ass memory. He's so Just bad you at can it. remember shit doesn't make you a good coach. I fucking hate Sean McVay. So <laughs> I'm rooting for the Bengals and Joe Burrow, but I will say congrats to the Rams for winning. Uh, finally beat us. Took you seven times to beat us when you were the better team, but it took <laughs> hey. you... Took a while. Better they, late than they never. They called their shot a year ago. They called their shot. They wanted it. So hey, um, shout out to uh, Matt Stafford. I mean, twelve years grinding in Detroit. You know the man. I know. I know you're not a big fan of the Rams, and TC3 is a fan of Stafford. That uh, he definitely deserved it. I mean, it's good to see him. I mean, this is like I was talking about earlier. Like it's probably the most like likable quarterbacks in the Super Bowl that like in a while. Like how could you hate each of these quarterbacks? Yeah, I don't, it, so, I don't hate I don't hate Stafford, and that's the thing too is like my my Stafford uh, not hate is the wrong word, but my Stafford disdain in whatever way you want to call it for this year was because of um, him being on the Rams one no, and kind of getting that overhyped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, but I do, I actually do like Matt Stafford. I, I do think he yeah. is a he seems like a genuinely good guy, and he got the shit kicked out of him and battled through it in Detroit for a really long time and oh, came constantly. on the other end, and now he's in a Super Bowl. I wish it was for another team just because <laughs> that uh, didn't want to have to watch the Rams. But, um, you know, I, I was right. He, he is, he's still not in the Pro Bowl. He is still not in the Pro Bowl this year. And I was right. He is in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he'd rather, I think he'd, I think also <laughs> Stafford would rather be in the Super Bowl than be in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah. I, I would too. Yeah, I would too. Um, but yeah, we have uh, big news this week, obviously, throughout the NFL. Um, some of that stuff breaking today, actually. Um, we'll start with some of the less exciting news, and then we'll get into kind of the bigger stuff. Um, one of the things that Tyler just mentioned uh, was about the Vikings head coaching search. That was really interesting. You have Jim Harbaugh, I think tomorrow, today's Tuesday, we're recording this. So tomorrow, I think he's getting flown out uh, to Minnesota uh, to get uh, interviewed for the Vikings head coaching job. It actually is National Signing Day tomorrow, which is interesting too. But um, I don't know if I like that fit. Interesting. Harbaugh left a bad taste in my mouth when he left the Niners. I just think he's too stubborn to make it with a bunch of grown men. No, he should just stay in college. Yeah, I think he, he needs to be in college. I think he should just sign a lifetime deal with Michigan and, and go with it. I mean, I'm batting 0% right now with my head coaching predictions, but I still like him staying at Michigan. But at the same time, I, I don't know. He's a great coach. He's got his stocks as high as it's ever going to be right now. I could absolutely see him just grab the bag, coach two, three more years, and then like have an early retirement and just, you know, uh, play around. I... I mean, you know, Kevin's despised for the Rams. I fucking hate Jim Harbaugh. Like I cannot, <laughs> I cannot loathe a man more. And I know like, Oh, Tyler, you went to a big 10 school, Purdue. And they're not even like, they weren't good at football when you're there. We sucked. I know. Thank you for reminding me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but Michigan as you know, they've been, they've obviously been winning games and up until this season, they've also sucked ass consistently. And as my cousin went to Ohio State to track and field there, so like I rooted for the Buckeyes in that rivalry. So it was always great to see them dick on Jim Harbaugh. You know, oh let's let's take our boys to Italy for a week, you know, before the season starts for training. Like, who the hell does that? I mean, that's dope for the players and all, but like you're not like you're trying to win a champion. You were brought in to win national titles and to be competitive. And what he do his first like three, four seasons, he was one in seven against Michigan State and Ohio State combined. Like yeah. And they now I'm granted good for him and that team that like built into the bought into the culture and had and, and beat Ohio State in that title game to then go into the playoffs and get fucking throttled by Georgia eventual national champs because I mean they were on a whole different plane than everybody else this season. But no, he should stay in college so that they could continue to suck and I could just enjoy <laughs> him losing 
because he, I mean, it didn't work in, in, in San Francisco. So I, I don't understand why it would work in Minnesota. Like, yeah, it's more of his people. Or they like, he's kind of from that area. He went to school up in that area. Obviously not in Minnesota, but in that general, you know, Midwest North area. But I mean, if he does, I can at least count on the Vikings sucking, but I don't really want Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, or Adam Thielen to suck and not be successful. So it's kind of pro cons there, but I think I agree yeah. with TC three. He, sh- he should stay. He should stay in college. He After this season, he can basically get a guaranteed job at Michigan for whatever blank check number he wants. He has the support right now. I don't know if it will last for more than three, four years past this, um, unless he wins another, you know, has another season like this. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I, he showed at the end of his Niners tenure, he did go to the three NFC championship games in a Super Bowl, right? Um, and was one play away at the goal line for potentially winning a Super Bowl against his brother. But it, after you guys turned I, the lights off, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a, the Superdome blew the lights. Um, but he, his whole raw, raw shtick worked for a couple years and then it started to fade away. And you just saw 35 year old guys being like, dude, I'm 35. I don't need my coach in cleats on the sideline trying to get in fights. Like, that's not what I'm here for. That's not your job. And it starts to wear down. Like, we're, they're professional football players, they're not 18 year olds that you're trying to recruit. You know, and, and so I think he never switched that style of coaching with the Niners. And I don't I don't think he's capable of not being that coach. Um, and that's great for college. It's not very good for the pros. I just don't see it working long term um, in the same spot uh, as an NFL coach. But well, it is yeah. big news. Nonetheless, if the Vikings decide to go there, uh, I don't oh, think it is, they for will. Sure. I don't think they will, but it, it's possible. And Maybe honestly, if, if Michigan wants to re-sign him, they should do it again what they did this season with – it was an a purely an incentive-based contract. Like it was either like, like I am – you will pay me based on the results you get this season. He clearly yeah. does better under that contract than getting him fat stacks of money and blowing yep. for multiple years. Yep. So. Yep. Um, let's so get, we'll let's get into that Brian – yeah. Yeah, let's well, get well, we can get into Brian Flores too, but there's one yeah. little quick thing too. It looks like the Washington football team will be the Washington Commanders next year. There's fucking some videos stupid. zooming into it. Dumb name, uh, really fucking stupid. I hate it. Uh, if that's really what it is, that's dumb. I'm on the record. I hate Washington Commanders is the name. 100. I got I got dumb. used to the Washington football team. Honestly, I think yeah. they should just keep no, it at this point. It's a hard name. They hard should name. keep it better than the Commanders. That's just dumb. Yeah, it was a dumb name. Um, Hot take. What if this is just like the most ultimate? like mind game they're playing with us where they're buying all these domains and they're like making all this fake merch and putting it out just yeah well that's the thing is they've had like they've had interviews with people where it's like a picture of it a picture of the logo is leaked on someone's like notes for the interview and all these crazy things so like i think it actually is the commanders but it would be pretty funny if it was just like this elaborate change like just kidding our official name washington football team like that'd be kind of sick i mean only cool thing the insider's ever done that would be the only sick outcome, though, because no matter what, any name they're going to pick is going to be worse than Washington football team, and it's going to be worse than the Commanders. Like, there's yep. no good, there's just no good options. I kind of like the Red Tails, not going to lie, just because of the history of the Red Tails. Yeah, but Tails that's one really of the cool. ones that got that got snatched up, the copyrights got snatched up by someone, like, way yeah. early on. Remember? I don't know if, like, it's not going to but that was, like, the only one that I was like, oh, I could, uh, I like that one. That one I, I like, think they yeah. should do, but the rest no, of them kind of There were too. good options, but they put out that, like, list of 20, and all these people started buying the trademarks, and they yeah. screwed themselves. Yeah. So, like, they're stuck with, like, I don't know. Uh, bad, Red Hogs and something else. I don't know. Yeah. Um, just dumb yeah, names yeah we'll get I, into uh, i'm still on the admirals team <laughs> i'm still calling my shot admirals uh we'll, we'll check back in on that yeah we'll check back in next week they announce it tomorrow so we don't uh we don't have the obviously the answer yet but we'll find out tomorrow um we'll get into uh kind of the big thing that broke this afternoon um so brian flores is now suing the nfl the dolphins the bears and the broncos i think and the giants might be in there I don't know if it's the Bears or the Giants, um, but he's suing a whole bunch of uh, teams saying that there is uh, racist things going on in the NFL, essentially, or they're hiring practices for coaches and GMs. Um, I'm going to be honest, I haven't read a whole ton on everything. The, um, the gist of it is that teams are required to interview what one... Minority head coach. Is minority head coach. Sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. And he is... Bill Belichick texted him 
mistakenly thinking that it was Brian Dabble saying, oh, you it looks like it sounds like you got the job here for a job that Brian Flores was also interviewing for, but had not yet done the interview for, meaning they had already picked a coach before doing their interview to satisfy this requirement. Mm -hmm. So he's thinking that he's just getting interviewed to satisfy the requirement with absolutely no intention of ever hiring him, which yeah. is a dick move. And yeah. against the against the spirit and the actual rule, I believe. Yeah. Well, so that's where the lawsuit's coming into play is that they're stringing him along. Yeah. When, he, I, when there's no when there's no job to be had, the job's been filled. Allegedly. Well, that's the thing is when I saw that text and when I like if you read the text, like to me, I genuinely read that as oh, like what I was told that Flores like I read that as Bill misread a text that he got thinking that they said Flores was their guy when he wasn't. So like no, I genuinely like, I didn't read that as a oh like Bill thought this he was texting Dable instead of Flores I read that as Bill got a text from the Giants organization and he thought that meant that Flores was the guy and he was wrong so like I, that was just like a confusing thing for me it was like I didn't read that that way and so like depending on how you look at it I can see how someone would look at it that way but it was kind of weird uh, he also talks about some weird things he talks about John Elway showing up to the interview and the Broncos super hungover and like an hour and a half late to the meeting and like talking about how much they were drinking the night before the Broncos then came out and said that never happened. We have all the transcripts saying that it started on time and we have the copious notes we took for everything. So they're vehemently denying all of that. Um, the craziest part about this whole thing, and I don't, this isn't necessarily to do with the racism stuff. It just has to do with the NFL being kind of rigged is the dolphins um, where their owner was paying him or offering to pay him to lose games actively to tank. And this is what they ended up taking Tua with, but he wanted to get the number one overall pick. I think that is the most wild story that like we're actually getting that information confirmed that this is what was happening. That if that is true, that is big time. The NFL needs to step in because it is like, if they're officially saying that to their team, that is starting to ruin some of this game that, is actually yeah. like is ruining the integrity of that game. And that sounds like a cliche statement that Skip Bayless is going to talk about the other day, but like that, that that's true. Like it, it does start to ruin things. If you have people actually paying their team to lose, I mean, this, uh, this really sport, yeah. it sounds so absurd, but on the, on the other hand, like it sounds so expected. Like if you told me like, yeah, a coach is getting paid to tank and they're having a bad season. I would believe that because that's where I think we're at with the level, you know, Hey, ownership is willing to go to to tank and get those draft picks when they've got a shitty team oh for like, sure that sounds yeah that sounds right at the alley of one of these billionaires you know and and especially right after like they started season what one and seven like i can see them being like all right just keep it going so we can get this pick like why yeah. the hell not so i mean there's so, there's so many different repercussions to that like not only is there just from an integrity and a competitive standpoint of like which I'm glad if this is the case, like they were trying to pay him and he was obviously winning games, like good for him. Like I would say, fuck you to the owners as well. And be like, yep. no, we're, I'm getting paid to do a job. And if I want to keep, have a job after this, like I need to produce so other teams can like value that and see that. And then the other point, like, like if you're gambling on money and people are investing money into like these games, like that's an integrity thing in itself. Like people are dropping millions of dollars on a daily basis you know, doing this shit, like people yeah, throwing you, games, it's throwing games. And then it's like, you have, you have like diehard fans that have been loyal to you for years and years that are paying to watch your team play, paying yeah. for your merchandise. Like, so that you should, you should be paying all your fans if you're going to have them tank and like put out a shitty performance day in and day out. Like, yeah. Why, why don't, would you, why would you expect fans to pay for anything? Don't sell tickets to your game it. then. If you're, if yeah, you're not going to go for exactly. it, exactly. Yeah, just let just everybody just in say just first forfeit. come first serve, maybe sell concessions. Cause that's fine. But after that, like, yeah, why even go out there? Just forfeit every game too. Like, yeah. Like w what's the point of doing all this? Yeah. Um, it is kind of a wild thing. Um, I'm like, I'm not going to get into a lot of the other stuff because there's just not enough evidence to back up anything right now that we know yeah. um, and things are going to come out. But I, to me, that was the biggest part of this was the Dolphins organization. If that's truly what's happening, that's a really big deal. And if he blew the whistle on that, that's in and of itself would be a, a good thing for yeah. the league and a good thing for fans because um, that'll only help. And if he truly was getting told to lose games and won, Tyler's 100% correct. Like, Good for him for continuing to go win games because like that's not an easy thing to do when you're getting told 
to lose. Um, and you're getting told to tank. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing to think about, but um, to, to lose and keep your job versus win and lose your job. Well, it just shows integrity. Like, and it's yeah, like, and it, it's hard to, and the other aspect of like being a whistleblower, like, wow, it's like, it's hard to do that while you're under contract. And I'm sure there's shit that like, maybe you had to sign an NDA at different points or like, if they're paying you money, like you don't want to, you know, do that. So I don't blame yep. him at all for coming out now. If it is true, like yep. saying what he said, it, the only tricky part is like, he's also trying to get a job right now. So how do you find the balance of like still trying to get an active head coaching job in the NFL while also going through this lawsuit? Like do, do teams want to deal with that? Like you clearly showed yep. you can produce at the highest level and win games with like are a great coach. So do teams like, look past the lawsuit as things come out. And if, if things are true, then then like, I think he gets hired. If it's like kind of 50, 50, now you're like, okay, this guy is just, you know, is complaining yeah. because he didn't get a job and no one's really trying to hire him at the moment. Like, so it's a, it'll be interesting to see going forward, how it all kind of plays out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a sketchy thing. Cause I'm on the record a few weeks ago when they fired him saying it was a really dumb firing. They should. Oh yeah. We both said that. Yeah. We were all like, we're all on the record with that. So like, it's not, I definitely think he's a good coach. I do think it is a weird, it's going to be a very weird um, period here because it, it, we get into the, the, he said, he said game here of how you interpreted words that were being said. And so now we're going to get, into, unless there's written, or video evidence of these things. Like if this thing with the Broncos and he's saying Elway showed up late and was talking about how over he was like, if that really didn't happen, then why would he make that up? Right. But then yeah. why are the Broncos coming out and saying, we have all the documentation saying it didn't happen. Right. So like there's things of like, there's very conflicting evidence here. So like yeah. what, uh, what's going to come out. And so it, and sometimes it's like that text with Bill Belichick, you could read it one way or you can read it the other way. And so it genuinely could be like a misunderstanding on both sides here, right? So there's all of these things where it's it's unfortunate because if it ends up being this just giant misunderstanding of what's going on, he's probably not going to get another job again, like you just said, because people are, the NFL, the owners tend to stick together. They've shown that. So if he's suing all of them and none of it was was true to what he is alleging right now, they're going to say, all right, he made a bunch of stuff about us. We're not letting him back in. Um, which is, I kind of understand from their end, well, but it ends up all a, being true. Yeah. Like a bunch of old a white rich men that's sticking together. I've never heard of that before. That's, that's a <laughs> shocking you've scene. heard that before. <laughs> what? <laughs> Man, I just think the most exciting part of this whole ordeal is we get to see a deposition video of Bill Belichick explaining <laughs> texting. <laughs> Oh man, I love how he was signing his text BB after too. I don't know if you guys well, heard the text. You gotta know who it's from. So funny. And that's like the classic honestly, old person. Honestly, that's if, classic if, grandma if, commenting on your Facebook photo. Uh, like, if oh, Flores signed his text, we wouldn't be in this scenario. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh man, it's great. So um, yeah, I mean, that's a wild story. Um, obviously, there's going to be more to come from it. There's so much we get into, but we're not going to just because it's just not, we aren't going to be able to do anything justice like that. Um, and more information is going to come out. This is only a few hours old at this point, so we'll see what happens. Um, the the biggest we will talk week, about it more next week. I bet. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure as more information comes, we'll be able to talk more. Um, but the biggest probably news of the week was over the weekend was uh, Adam Schefter and uh, Jeff Darlington breaking the news that uh, Tom Brady was retiring. Um, we did a whole kind of pseudo tribute to him last week, assuming if this was his last game and that ended up being his last game. Call so it again, baby. Read to ha rehash that, but that was a wild turn of events of he's retiring JK. He's not retiring. And then today finally announcing and confirming, yes, he is retiring. Schefter um, almost looked like a, he almost looked like a fool and ESPN just fucking ran with it. They did not, Double they back, back off <laughs> at <laughs> all. Dude, Schefter must yeah. be so pissed because he knew, he probably knew he had a totally verifiable source, but Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady's media Mr. Image guy, he's got to spend his time getting his ducks all in a row. And I'm sure he wasn't even going to announce until after the Super Bowl because that's just like the kind of guy he is. But Schefter's got literally the scoop of the century with Tom Brady retiring and dude just blows his wad early because he's like, I can't wait, I can't wait, I got to have the scoop, you know? Yeah, and everyone's like, "Chef, you fucking idiot!" Like all yeah. the SPN guys, like you fucking idiot. Now we got to defend it because we know it's true. Yeah, they now can't we got retract Tom Brady it at that point. At us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
they've been waiting for this moment for five years. Every time they thought he was going to retire, they've been waiting to put on all these graphics. And now everyone at ESPN is probably so fucking pissed at him because they're like, dude, we know. Why'd you have to ruin it early? Like, you know, yeah. now we're not going to get shit from Tom Brady anymore. And now yeah. he gets to ride Giselle into the sunset for the fucking <laughs> rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I definitely uh, saw that. It's like, oh, yeah, the guy gets to go retire to hang out with his supermodel wife. And his, kids, yeah, who so. makes like quad, like quadruple what he's made in his entire career. So yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pour him. <laughs> he should. Yeah, he, what he should he be doing? To retire from being the greatest athlete to ever put on a football helmet or pretty much any sporting equipment ever to then go to a Super Bowl. It's just, it's not fair that man's life. Yeah, um, he needs. He needs to get up. Yeah, he needs to follow the uh, Philip Rivers playbook and and start making a football team to start. So, <laughs> like, I don't know why he hasn't already done that. <laughs> oh man, that's because he's, he's he's getting getting older up there. I don't know if he has the years left, but um, he's like I don't know. He's what, he's what, 43, 44? Like, that's he's not 44. For and had career that's, highs. That's, he had career yeah. highs this no, season. No, 100%. I mean, that, that's the thing that's crazy is for him to be able to, like, step down right now and for us to be able to say we legitimately think he left three good years on the table and he's 44 years old. That's absolutely insane. Like, that doesn't make like, any sense. That I'm never a eating a strawberry again. Player, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the craziest thing is he oh. knows that. Like, that's, that's going to be part of the Tom Brady mystique for the rest of his life is knowing that he left the game on his terms and never faded. Literally yeah. never faded. Still should have like done the last season. His stat lines yeah. are going to be flat graphs. It's insane. I, the fact that he didn't do like those tours, I mean, that's kind of the thing now people trying to act like they're sick with like, this is Cam's take. I know of like no one else could do a tour, like a, a last year tour now that Brady didn't do it, but it's kind of true. Like yeah. the dude just said like, fuck you. I don't need to go and get a tour. I know I'm the greatest ever. I don't, I don't need everyone to tell me that for a year. I can just go, yeah. I can just retire when I want to retire instead of letting everybody mm -hmm. make it about me. Um, that is pretty mm -hmm. cool. And I respect him way more for that. Um, it's not that I don't respect people that have done some of those tours, but like, I, it does leave me with a bad taste in my mouth when they need to make the whole last season about themselves, especially if their team isn't very good and they know they're not going to win. So they announce yeah. a final little tour. Like there are, that. yeah, there are rumors that he's going to sign a one day contract with the Patriots. So I, I wouldn't be surprised that's if they fun. did. Like, Fuck no, that's ceremony. not happening. But that's, that's going to be like an nah, off season ceremony. I don't think yeah. that's happening. If I don't know happens. if, if so, I mean, it's going to sound like a one day, $5 million contract. It's an incredible career. I mean, he literally ends like first, all time and what passing yards wins, passing touchdowns, completions, postseason wins, um, Super Bowl wins, Super, Super Bowl MVPs, wins, Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl passing yardage, Super Bowl or, or sorry, playoff passing yardage, playoff passing touchdowns, touchdowns, playoff completions. Like literally every stat you could have as a quarterback that is good, he owns for both the regular season and the postseason. In it's all, absolutely insane. In, in all the championships and Super Bowls in like that have ever been played. He's played in 12.5% of them. I think is what it breaks down. It's like 12.5 or 12.7. And he's literally okay. spent like 49, I think like 49 point, like 5% of his entire life. It's almost 50% in the NFL. Like it's, 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 it's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. The, the man, the man's had an absurd career. Um, it's a tribute to, to just his work ethic and his ability to, to play. I mean, I, I can't wait. I said this last uh, week. I hated TV him for method, so long. Actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his I, dedication seriously. to the craft. Yeah. It's incredible. Everything about it. I said it last week. Like I hated him so much until he beat the chiefs in the super bowl. And then it just turned into like, I got to just enjoy this. And now looking back on watching his career, this is something we're going to talk to our kids about in 25 years of, I mean, he's out there know, beating kids that weren't even born when he started yeah. playing the NFL. It's, it's, like that's, it's pretty insane. It, it is pretty insane. Um, so hopefully he can enjoy his retirement. I'm sure he's going to do stuff like Peyton did with, uh, Peyton and Eli. I think it would be great to get him and Peyton on a show together. I think they'd be awesome, uh, doing a commentary. I think that'd be really fun, but we'll see if he ends up actually getting into any broadcast or uh -huh. anything, but I Tom, think he has Tom the Brady's personality gonna pull for Michael it. Jordan. He's going to pull Michael Jordan. He's going to, he's going to fuck off to his private, private yacht and his private country club. And he's going to golf every single day with his supermodel wife. And we're only going to see him at like charity events. Yeah. He's going to buy a team somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, but that was that was a lot of our news. Um, I don't know if you guys had anything else to wrap up. Um, even though we didn't have a ton of games, we kind of went long this time. But there's there's still a lot to talk about. 
No, nothing else for me. It was uh, another great weekend of football, some great comebacks. Obviously not in the favor of the Niners, but fuck the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I know it's probably half the fan. That's half the viewers of this podcast, but uh, I stand by that statement. Um, I mean, the Pro Bowl is the Pro Bowl, so it's not like I'm excited for it, but um, hopefully the guys enjoy it. Uh, Vegas and Legion Stadium. Um I'm going to be getting ready to get go to this uh, L.A. for the Super Bowl next or Wednesday night. So we'll uh, get ready for that. We've been looking forward to a fun week in L.A., hanging with my boys um, and singing, watching some good football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next week, we'll get into our Super Bowl preview episode. We have a whole bunch to get into. We will see if we have Cam back. Um, I know Cam did send in some audio, so we'll we'll have some time to splice that in here at some point. Um, so, uh Yeah. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks for sticking around. I've uh, gotten a lot of great feedback from everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, if there's more things as we head into this off season, you guys want to know, um, and you guys want to hear about segment ideas you have, let us know. Uh, we're, we are all ears. Um, and we're excited uh, to start talking more about these different free agent and trade uh, scenarios because it'll be fun. Uh, one more meaningful game of football left for a while, so enjoy it. The Pro Bowl. <laughs> Huge weekend of huge weekend of football coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, take care. Peace.